Welcome to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This show is about you, your life, your impact, and your legacy. Now your hosts, John and Rena. Hey, welcome to the Impact Hour. I'm John. I'll be your host for the show today. Today we're going to talk about a little bit of a different topic, maybe a little bit related to last week's topic about telling your story. And I was just thinking about all the people I've talked to and have been had them tell me, you know, I've always wanted to write a book. I've had this book idea for years sitting in my drawer and I've never really gotten my book completed. And so I thought I'd do today's show on how to write a book. Now, maybe you don't want to write a book right now, but someday you do. Or maybe you're like one of those folks who've had that book idea just sitting on the back burner for years and years and you're not quite sure how to proceed. <clears throat> or maybe you've been told you should write a book, that that would be helpful for you for your business or whatever you're working in, and you've always been maybe a little bit scared about that process, and today I'm just going to unpack what does it take to go ahead and write a book. Some of the reasons why you might want to write a book is maybe you'd like to share your wisdom and things that you've learned that you'd like to pass on, it could be a place for you to share your story, maybe a part of sharing your wisdom. Maybe it would be something like a family heirloom, or maybe you start sharing the stories and some of the history in the family, and you'd like to pass that on to future generations. And a book form would be a way of doing that in a way that might be more well-preserved. Now, there's different ways of publishing for that. Or maybe you'd like to make fictional stories. That's something you've always wanted to do. Maybe you create stories, and you've always wanted to make make fictional stories in book form for folks, or maybe you'd like to set yourself up as an expert in an area. And so you sell some kind of product or service and making a book, writing a book for that would help set you up as an expert and kind of show people that you really know what you're doing. Or maybe you'd like to just write a book to make money. Although it, uh, it depends on what you want to write a book for. Uh, it's not always to make money. A lot of people in their mind, they think, oh, if I write a book, I'll get a million dollars out of it. I'll sell a gazillion copies and I'll get rich. And that doesn't always happen. Uh, it can, but uh, that's not something that I would count on uh, when you plan on writing a book. Uh, in my opinion, it's good to have other reasons to write a book. And just the writing of it should be motivating enough to write the book. That way you're not devastated if you didn't quite make all the money on your book that you wanted. Um, although it can, it depends. And note, there is a very big difference between writing a book to be sold versus writing a book to be read. And there's kind of a different approach to that. And if you want your book to be read, uh, maybe be a lot more generous with getting it out there and letting people read it. Uh, whereas if you want it to write a book to be sold, then it's all about the sales of the book more so than how often it's read. And those can be very different goals. And uh, I don't know if you've ever had this, but I've bought books and then never opened them up. <laughs> so uh, that would be a book that was sold and maybe it's written to be sold, but didn't get read. And so that can be end up being a very different thing. Another thing I wanted to talk about briefly is what is required to write a book. I always thought that authors were people who loved English. English class was their favorite class. They got A's in English. They had lots of flowering, writing, and lots of descriptions, and they just had a lot of fun in their English class, and of course, that wasn't me. And so for a lot of years, I just thought, well, you know, I'm not a book kind of person. That wouldn't be something I'd ever want to do. Uh, but it turns out 
that you don't have to be an expert at writing to write a book. A lot of times there's a book in you, there's something you want to share, and you don't have to be an expert writer to create a book. You can always get help with the writing part. And of course, as I shared before, English was not my favorite subject. In fact, it was my least favorite subject. And when we had to write papers, I always thought it was pretty tedious to write out all the details and how everything connects and connect all the, the uh, if it was a convincing paper, you know, connect all the flows and the logic or whatever was needed to make that work. I thought, oh man, this is just boring and tedious and they should just know, they should just get it. Why do I have to write this stuff? Uh, but I have written a book and I got help along the way and you can too. And so it doesn't take uh, a certain kind of person to write a book. All it takes is that you have something to share. You have an idea that you want to get out there. You have some wisdom or knowledge you want to pass on. And you can do that. And anyone can write a book with the right kind of help. One of the things that's interesting that I find is uh, I talk to people and they say, I've always wanted to write a book. I've had this book idea for years and years, and I always find it a little bit sad because they have this book idea and they haven't written it. And I used to always wonder, you know, why haven't they written that book? And now, of course, I've done a lot more personal development work for myself and been through the process myself. And now I kind of have a good idea. Why is it that people don't get that book written that they've always wanted to write? And a lot of it is not really the, the reasons people give verbally. A lot of times it's other things. So the verbal reasons are I've been too busy or it's on my list. I just haven't gotten around to it or the project just seems too big and too daunting. I'm not even sure where to start. And those are all the verbal reasons that people give why they haven't written their book. But a lot of times what's going on more under the surface is they're not clear on what they want to write. So it's this pretty vague idea of a book they want to write and it's not clear enough to get started. They're not even sure, you know, where to start on the first chapter, what it would even the first chapter be. Uh, the idea is so vague, they're not even sure how to start. But you can also have things where people are afraid uh, it won't be successful, or uh, maybe, maybe the person was told that they should write a book, but they didn't really want to write the book themselves. And so it just kind of sits. They're not really motivated. And even deeper than that, a lot of times when we write a book, it really is a way to expose ourselves in a way that we've never been exposed before. And I know for me that I spent a long time sitting on my book, kind of between drafts, never really finishing it. And a lot of the things that were coming up was, man, I had my stories in there. What would people think if they heard and read about my stories in there? You know, what, what kind of exposure am I putting myself out there with? You know, what am I exposing myself to? All kinds of ideas and judgments that could come in, and it can be pretty scary. And a lot of times, you wouldn't even think about that. Kind of that kind of fear is more on a subconscious level. And instead of working on the book, we just find ourselves going, ooh, shiny, this other thing's more interesting. And, Ooh, I really got to do this other kind of work over here. And, oh, I got to pay the bills. No, I got to do this other thing. And what's really going on under the hood in our psyche is, man, this is kind of scary. I don't know if I want to put myself out there like that. So there's a new kind of being visible that can happen. 
It can be a fear of being judged and ridiculed. We can put some things out there that people go, oh, that's not true. That can't be right. This person must be a bozo or whatever they would say. Or maybe it's just we don't see ourselves as worthy of being an author kind of person. And so we just say, well, I want to write a book, but I don't, I don't know if that's me. Can I, can I be that kind of person who writes a book? You know, what would it be like if I told somebody I'm an author? Would that be kind of awkward? How would that feel? Or maybe there might be some fear around getting it right the first time. And this need to have it right, to have it be perfect, can be pretty pretty paralyzing. And in this idea of, wow, this is my first book. It's got to be really good the first time. I've got to get it right. And this pressure to, to not make any mistakes can really be paralyzing and get us to where we don't even start on the book. So there can be lots of reasons why we wouldn't really get started on the book while it's this back burner idea just sitting out there. And most of the reasons have nothing to do with our circumstances and have everything to do with what's going on inside of us, just like a lot of things in life. And writing a book really is not any different in these areas. A lot of times we have these backburner projects that we want to do, things we'd like to have done in our life, and we really just don't get around to those. And we have our verbal reasons, oh, I don't have time, or oh, you know, I'm just, just not getting around to it, or my boss wants me to work overtime. All these reasons that we give, you know, these external things going on, we think, oh, we can't do this because of something going on out there. But the truth is there's really more something going on in here in us that's holding us back where we want to, but a part of us has our foot on the brake going, no, I don't know if I do really want to. So that's a lot of the struggle with writing a book. And if that's you, it might be helpful to uncover what some of those fears are and then be able to look at them and address them. So we will be right back. We have been listening to the Impact Hour. Do you want your kids to listen to you more? Bosses, do you want your employees to be more engaged? Salespeople, do you want your customers to be more inclined to say yes? I'm Rena Bonicio from the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Let's explore some simple changes you can make to get the responses you want from people. Schedule your free discovery session with me at theimpacthour.com. Making some simple changes in yourself can make a dramatic difference in your relationships. Schedule your free discovery session at theimpacthour.com. Some assembly required. Meaning, significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero. Move through your world, touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. Interrupting life as usual. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back. We Today we are talking about how to write a book. There's been so many people, people that I've, I've encountered as I've gone traveling in different places, and they've said, man, I've always wanted to write a book. I've got this book idea that I've just not gotten out there, 
And today I'm going to walk through some of the process to get that book written. And as we were talking about before the break, we're talking about all the things inside us that can hold us back from getting moving forward on writing our book. And it's helpful to try to identify what are those fears, what are the things that are coming up inside of us that we say on the outside we want to write the book, but on the inside we're going, whoa, I don't know if I do want to write that book. Maybe it's too scary. Be good to identify that because then you can look at it and go, is this really true? Is my fear of whatever might happen really going to happen? And if it actually does happen, is that really so bad as we think it might be? And what can we do to mitigate, you know, being exposed or mitigate, you know, it not being the kind of book that we really wanted it to be? What are some things we can do to alleviate those fears and to make sure they don't actually happen? It'd be good to actually be aware of what they are rather than just having those come up and just reacting to those on instinct, which would not be great. So here there's, there's really different phases to writing a book. And the first phase in getting a book written is to get the content out there in some document, in some form, and to get it on the page. And in this first draft that you do, the idea is to just put your ideas on the page and it doesn't matter if it's perfect. You just want to do a brain dump. It's just like just going blah and just put it out all on the paper, put everything out there on the page, in the document, however you're writing, get it all out there, all your ideas so that you have something to work from. Now you can do this kind of free flowing idea, just putting all the ideas out there in the document at first if you want to. Or you can do like what Rena and I did is we made an outline first. We have these ideas in mind and then we said, okay, so what's what kind of an outline we want to have for this book? And we created an outline. And once we had the outline, we kind of rehashed the outline and reworked it and tweaked it, uh, you know, over the time as we were writing the book. And we even reworked the outline before we really started a couple of times. And then we just broke it down into each chapter. What did we want to write about? And even if you're writing a fictional story, you probably would want to start with an outline. You know, what are the different chapters in there? What's the flow of the story? How do you want it to go? Because you really want to begin with the end in mind. And that's pretty important. With the end in mind, you want to find out what do you want your readers to take away? Do you want your readers uh, to learn something, to learn the wisdom that you have? And if so, what is it that you want them to learn? Are there five key things you've learned throughout life that have been so instrumental in your life? What, you know, what are those things? What do you want the reader to take away? Or is there some, you know, kind of emotion you want them to experience? Or do you want them to just be entertained and have a good time? And how do you want to do that? Begin with the end in mind. If you are writing a book because you're, you're selling some kind of product or service and you want to set yourself up as an expert, what do you want to do for that? How do you want to set yourself up, up as an expert in there? And how do you want your reader to feel? And what do you want them to come away with and to know as a result of the book? It's always good to start with the end. And so then you would make an outline. And the outline would be what are the different chapters and what do you want inside the chapters? Maybe the chapters aren't really clear, but you want them to go through these set of steps. You want to talk about this and then talk about that and talk about the other thing. And even if it doesn't break down into chapters, what is the outline you want to write about? At this step, once you have an outline, then you'll start looking at how do you want to write the book? So do you want to write it in you know normal 
normal tools like like Word or one of those things like those open source ones, Open Office, LibreOffice. There's something called Scrivener. There's other tools out there. What do you want to write it in? And the tools you write in probably even don't matter so much. It's just whatever you're comfortable with. And really what matters is that when it comes time to publish, the format needs to be in a format that they take. A lot of times you can convert from one to the other and it doesn't matter quite so much. So then you just start with your outline and you start working on it one chapter at a time or one outline item at a time. And then you don't have to think about writing the whole book all at once. You don't need to sit down and write a whole book. You just write a little bit at a time. It's like that age old joke, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? <laughs> and that's how you do it with a book. And I've even heard uh, like with stories uh, for fictional writing, sometimes one method that works is to, you kind of have an outline for the story and what the characters, you know, what they go through, what they experience, what are, what's the plot lines that's going on and you write those out and then you start filling in, go back through again and you fill in some detail on what's going on in some of the events and then you start filling in some more detail and you go back through and fill in some more detail. Um, that's that's a way to write it. That way the, the whole story flows really well and then you start just providing more and more detail as you go along. Of course, you don't have to write it that way. Um, if you're not writing a fictional story, you can just sit down and just write one of the chapters and go, okay, that one's done and then go on to the next one. And at this point, it does not have to be perfect. In fact, I recommend you plan on it not being perfect. Each chapter is going to be revised no matter how hard you work on it being perfect that first time, it's just going to change. And so you should plan on writing it so it's not exactly the way you want and just plan on you're going to have to go back and revise it. And the reason for that is you don't want to get stuck on the first chapter and spend forever on one chapter getting it perfect. The goal is to finish. <laughs> so um, you want to make sure that you keep progressing through and you work on the chapters. And if you wanted to, you can put out a blog. You can, you know, write each chapter and submit it somewhere and, and have readers read it and, and go through and, and give feedback on those. And then you can come back and make some changes. Whenever you're writing in a book, it's always great to tell stories. This is a pretty key point. Pretty, pretty key point is to make the book engaging. And if it's just one fact after the other, and then this other fact and this other thing over here, and it's just a lot of information, it might be pretty hard for readers to read. And so it is great to tell stories. And in your stories, it's good to tell your personal stories, especially if you're sharing some of your own personal wisdom and the knowledge that you've gained, some things you want to share. If you're writing a book because you're selling a product or service, it might be good to share some stories of what have happened with you and some customers in the past, or just maybe you, as you went through your learning process, to be able to sell that product or make that product, whatever you're working on. And it's good to share stories where you're vulnerable. So you can say, I started out mowing lawns and it was horrible. And I had this kind of lawnmower and it didn't work at all. And I spent twice as long at it. And I wondered why it was so hard. And then one, one day I discovered this tool and it made it twice as easy to get through and mow the lawn as an example. Um, you know, whatever it is, share your story, share your struggles, share what you've gone through, and you can share other people's stories as well. In our book, we interviewed some folks and shared their stories along with our own stories, it's just so that we could keep things engaging 
And people remember stories and we learn from stories. It's kind of an age-old way to teach is to use stories. And in the stories, don't be too vague or general, but get into specifics. So when we were working on our book, uh, we wrote that first draft. It came out pretty fast. And then, and then the, the, the hard stuff came. Inside, it was like, hey, I'm writing a story. I'm writing a book. And I would share people, hey, I'm writing a book. I'm going to be an author. And people go, well, wow, that's amazing. That's awesome. And I would get all kinds of kudos. Hey, that's awesome. You're writing a book. And then I found out I didn't have to actually finish the book to get kudos. And so my motivation to finish the book went way down. And that can happen after your first draft as well. A lot of times after the first draft, that's when things can really come to a halt or come and slow down quite a bit because we've gotten over a big hurdle and then now we can get all kinds of praise from people for getting at least that far. And then then the motivation can kind of drop off where we can get all kinds of kudos for writing the book and then we don't have to actually finish. And then of course, as I mentioned earlier, you know, having exposed our own stories in our book, which we thought were, was important to have in there, it was a little bit scary to go ahead and put that out and to share that with folks. So then there's a part of me going, mm, I don't know if I wanna share this stuff. I mean, I do, but maybe I don't. And so that's part of the, what stalled our book writing process for a bit as well. So expect resistance to come up as you're working on your, your book, working on your first draft. Um, that first draft, you might encounter some resistance and it might come right after or it might come later on. Just expect that it's not going to be smooth sailing all the way through. So as you're writing uh, your first draft and you get that all done, uh, then you should expect to go through a whole lot of changes in your book. And... After that first draft is complete, you should find some folks to read it and get their feedback. And this may not be your editor. This could just be some friends or some folks who've agreed to read it and give you their feedback. And we did that with our book and we got all kinds of awesome feedback that was not so easy to hear, but it was so valuable. And a lot of the feedback that we got in our book was that, you know, I read the first few chapters, and if it wasn't you guys, I probably would have put it down. And we went, oh, man, we got to change how the book opens up and starts. There's all this great stuff later on in the book, but if they don't get to it, uh, then that's not going to be very helpful. And so we went and we rewrote our first four chapters in our book, and we rearranged how we wanted to introduce uh, the, the content of the book. We changed it around and made it much more engaging at the beginning, At least that's what we did with our book. With yours, it might be different, but I would expect you to have to go back and and get some feedback. And and based on that feedback, there might be a lot of change. And when you make change in your book, expect to change just about anything and everything. And that might be a pretty tough process in writing the book. Because you might think, oh, this is the best way to tell this story. And people read the story and they go, huh, I don't get it. And you're going, but it's clear to me. (laughs) So uh, as you write the book, just expect to go through lots of revisions. And when you're done, it might not look a whole lot like your first draft. So there is a lot of changes that you would make. And we're going to talk more about this right after this break.
meaning, significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero. Move through your world, touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. Parents, do you want your kids to listen to you more? Bosses, do you want your employees to be more engaged? Salespeople, do you want your customers to be more inclined to say yes? I'm Rena Bonicio from the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Let's explore some simple changes you can make to get the responses you want from people. Schedule your free discovery session with me at theimpacthour.com. Making some simple changes in yourself can make a dramatic difference in your relationships. Schedule your free discovery session at theimpacthour.com. Some assembly required. Southwest Airlines has stepped up the inspection of a type of engine used on Boeing 737s in the wake of this week's fatal accident. A passenger aboard a New York to Dallas flight was killed when an engine exploded and sent metal debris through a window of the jet. AARP reports scammers are exploiting the fact that the government is issuing new Medicare cards without Social Security numbers. Crooks are calling seniors and telling them they are from Medicare and they need to make a payment in order to receive the new card. T-Mobile has agreed to a $40 million settlement with the FCC. The company is accused of using fake ringtones to cover up the fact that millions of calls to rural areas didn't go through. However, the settlement doesn't provide any compensation for consumers. I'm Mark Huffman. Review the Consumer Affairs Daily Brief at Amazon.com today. Now back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. More fun than visiting the in-laws. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. Today we are talking about how to write a book. Counted so many people out in the world going, oh, I've always wanted to write that book. I've had this book idea and it's just sitting in my drawer or it's just sitting there. I've got this idea, but I've really not gone forward on it. And so today we're talking about how to take some steps to get that book written. And we were talking about some, uh, some of the things that hold us back earlier from writing a book. There can be a lot of fear of exposure, fear of getting it right, fear of ridicule and judgment. And those might be the real reasons why the book's not written rather than all the stated reasons about, hey, you know, I've just been too busy and life's just been too crazy. I just, just have not gone to it. You know, if you really think about it, you know, during those times when life was crazy and too busy, I imagine you had some time to watch some movies and go out and, uh, for some of you, play a few rounds of golf and do some other things. So you had time for those things. Um, so the real reason the book's not written, prop, book is not written is probably some things going on internally. And it's good to address those. So we've been talking a little bit about you know, the content of the book. And the content actually probably is partly the easiest part to get done. The, the hardest part is to go through the revision process and all the steps that it takes to get it so that it works and people can read it and they actually get what you wanted to convey in there. There is another book that I've read called Made to Stick. And they had this, this uh, example, this analogy that they had in there. And they had this, this uh, kind of an experiment they had where people would think of a song and then they had to tap out the rhythm of the song 
just by clapping or snapping or tapping. And then the listeners had to get what was being thought of by the tapper, the person who was tapping out the song. And it turned out that this was actually really, really hard for people to do. And the same can be true often with our words. In our minds, it's really clear what it is we want to say, and it comes out in the words, and the words to us make perfect sense. And the other person's like, huh? I don't get it. What are you talking about? Or they come away with a completely different idea than we originally had. And that's the hard part about writing a book and getting it so that people understand what it is you're trying to convey. The worst thing is they walk away with something completely different than what you meant, and they didn't go, huh? They didn't even ask, what did you mean by that? And it's good to have some revisions in your book to make sure that that is all pretty clear. And so I believe it is very, very, very important to get an editor. And even if you feel like you're an expert in English, you are really, really good at writing, oftentimes we see what's on the page, what we meant to have on the page, and not what's actually there. And so if you're writing a book, especially if it is going to be published and available to the public, I'd recommend having an editor. And if that costs money, it's well worth whatever they charge, in my opinion. And the editor actually can make the process go much more quickly. If you have somebody else editing and providing feedback and they're getting paid, and then you get through his revisions back, it's like, oh, okay, I've got some revisions, and then you can look through them and this and that and make some changes. And then you go, well... I guess I'm done with those. Let's send it back to the editor and see what they think. And it actually makes the process go a lot more smoothly as opposed to working on your own and you work on it, you know, this little bit here, a little bit there, and it finally comes together over time. And then then you go to go back to, to make revisions and it can just take a long time because it all depends only on you. At least that's what I found out with our book. Once we got into the process of with the editor, it started to go back and forth pretty quick. And the process went pretty, pretty fast from there. And so it took us, I think, about 18 months to write our book. And it actually doesn't have to take that long. A typical book, uh, once you have some experience or if you take some appropriate steps to make sure you don't stall, probably can get done in three to six months. And that really is all that's needed to write a good book. Um, and it might depend on the kind of book if you're writing the dictionary and that might take a bit longer <laughs> um, but just a, a simple a simple book and our book's about 270 pages or so so it's not really small three to six months should be enough although you may find it takes longer just because so when you have some other folks read your book whether it's your editor or anyone else be ready to change the outline Be ready to reorganize the outline. Be ready to add chapters. Be ready to take chapters out. Be ready to rewrite chapters or to clarify paragraphs. And if it's not clear, you can consider adding pictures to make things uh, easier to understand. And then when you do send it to your editor and you get it back, be ready to change any and everything again. Be ready to change the outline, be ready to reorganize that outline, be ready to add chapters, take out chapters, rewrite chapters, and that may even still happen after several revisions, and after a while it'll stop happening quite so much, but as you go back and forth with revisions, the editor might be saying, you know, I just, I don't quite get what you're saying here, I'm trying to make some changes to make it clear, and you keep saying, no, that's not it, that's not it, and then, you know, maybe you might discover like, oh, I need to to change something else earlier in the book earlier in this chapter, 
and, and set it up so that it does make a lot more sense. And just kind of hold on to it loosely. It is your book, and you do get to approve what is done in the end. But if you hang on to the content loosely, then you're much more open to, to making the changes that should be made to make the book much more clear and easier to read and easier to take in and, and more fun and more engaging. So that's kind of the second stage of writing your book. You've gone through, you've had your outline, you've written the content, you've gone through lots of revisions. So the first stage is getting that first draft done. And then the second stage is going through lots and lots of revisions. And the third stage of making your book is going through all the other kind of stuff that needs to go into your book, like the cover art and the formatting and which kind of font that you want to pick. You probably don't want to pick Comic Sans for your book, uh, unless it's a comic book. Who knows? <laughs> um, but for most folks, that's not something that you would want to have in your book. And a lot of details can go into this section of writing the book. When you have your chapters, the first pages of your chapter, do you want the chapter numbers and the chapter titles to be on the page? How do you want it to look? How much of the space should be taken up by the chapter title on the, that page? Or do you want to have a table of contents? Do you want to have a dedication page, which is pretty common? And it's often recommended to have in your book. What about an appendix? And if you're going to have an appendix, how do you create the appendix? There are ways of doing it. Uh, but then you start thinking about, well, what are the key words in the book that you want to tag in there to create an appendix? For the cover art, I recommend paying for good cover art. <clears throat> The cover of the book really uh, is the first encounter anybody will have with your book. It oftentimes will entice them to get it and to read it, or it might make them go, huh, that looks kind of hokey. I'm not sure I want that book. And so I recommend going ahead and getting good professional cover art for it. Pay a graphic design person or go out and pay one of those places where you can pay for prefab photos or maybe do both. Another thing to consider at this section is when you have your book, the odd and the even pages are different. If it's going to be an in-print book, the spine takes up extra space. And so your odd and even pages are often adjusted slightly to the left and slightly to the right. When you have your page numbers on those pages, you generally want them on the outer edges of the pages and not somewhere in the, I mean, you could do in the middle, but you want them either in the center on each page or on the outer edges. And what is considered center of each page between left and right will be different. And so you'll start messing with your tools and your editor to start editing and, and having the page numbers get put in and have the different formatting on each of those. You'll also want to consider in your cover art what's going to go on the back of your book. What's going to be on the back. A lot of times there's a little excerpt or there can be endorsements on the back. You know, people who've read the book and, and say, yeah, this book's great. And they have little testimonials on there. Um, and you might put your picture back there. You know, what's going to go on the back of the book. And another pretty tricky thing is what goes on the spine of the book. A lot of times it's the book's title and how thick is the spine going to be and how many pages do you have in your book? And do you have, you know, a five by seven book or is it a six by nine book? A lot of those decisions get made in this third stage of formatting and cover art and all of this. And it can take a fair amount of time to get all of this right as well. So if your book is related to a product or a service that you're putting out there, consider putting a link to your website. 
uh, is on the last page of the book somewhere in there. Uh, in here, you might start formatting pictures. If you have pictures in your book, you want to convert them to black and white first before it goes to print. A lot of times that shows up a little bit better uh, than if you just put in the color images and then have the, the printing process pick the black and white image at that point if you're doing a black and white book. Um, and so a lot of, lot of back and forth in this editing phase um, for this cover art and the formatting and all of that. And I'll talk a little bit more later on, but if you're going to do an ebook, then it's even different here as well. Um, so you might think about if you're going to do an ebook, uh, what do you want to do for formatting for that? And it can be different than what you may want to do for a print book. So there's a lot to go on in there. And for us, this phase actually took quite a while. Um, we had cover art and then we changed cover art. And then we had, you know, different, we had to do the table of contents and redo the table of contents and look through the appendix and look through all of that and make sure all the right words were in there. So there can be a lot here and it's good to pay attention to it and maybe even having someone to help you look through and all the details and make sure that these kinds of things are right. Because when these things are wrong, people look at it and go, this, this doesn't feel like a professional book. So we'll talk about this some more right after the break. Do you want your kids to listen to you more? Bosses, do you want your employees to be more engaged? Salespeople, do you want your customers to be more inclined to say yes? I'm Rena Bonicio from the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Let's explore some simple changes you can make to get the responses you want from people. Schedule your free discovery session with me at theimpacthour.com. Making some simple changes in yourself can make a dramatic difference in your relationships. Schedule your free discovery session at theimpacthour.com. Some assembly required. Meaning, significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero. Move through your world, touching lives, and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. Live life on purpose. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. Today we've been talking about how to write a book. And like I mentioned before, a lot of times I encounter people and say, I've always wanted to write a book. And that's this back burner project that just kind of sits there. Today I'm going through all of the steps or a great number of them that it takes to get your book uh, written and published and get it out there and uh, have a professional looking book when you're done. And as I mentioned earlier, maybe you don't want it to be out there professionally done so much, or, or maybe you would, but maybe it's more like an heirloom for the family and you'd like to have a book available and it might be sharing stories of, you know, someone who is, who is aging and wants to share what life was like early on in the family and what some of the history there, what was that like? Maybe they have some great stories to share that the family's heard little bits here and there, but doesn't quite hear or know how it all fits together. And sometimes it might be that kind of book. And so some of the stuff I share today will not quite apply to that kind of book quite as much, or it depends on how you want to publish. 
there can be advantage to publishing a book like that, even in a place like Amazon, because then it's print on demand and uh, they can just be available and fam family members then can get new copies whenever they lose one or just want an extra. And so rather than just, uh, you know, a, a bunch of eight and a half by 11 pages stapled together and handed out, sometimes it might be nice to be a printed book. So we've been going through a lot of the steps uh, just before the break. I was talking about a lot of the a lot of the fine details that go into the book itself, the page numbers and where do they show up on the page? What is the cover art like and what is the cover? How is that done? And, and the spine and the width of the spine based on the number of pages and all of that is a lot of the fine detail that needs to go in right before the book finally gets published. And when you do publish, there are a few more steps that need to be taken place. So when you publish, if you're going to publish through a place like, you know, Create Space and get that out available on Amazon or other publishers, a lot of times typically you need ISBN numbers, and that's a unique number that identifies your book. And then your book can uh, be in the Library of Congress, and uh, it's an official book at that point when you have your ISB numbers and it's published and the ISB numbers would need to go on the book. If you're only publishing as an ebook, you can still do ISB numbers if you want, but you can also use these uh, UUID numbers. These are unique, uh, unique, I forget what it is, UU, one of the U's is unique ID numbers, so UID, I forget that, it's like universally unique ID number, I think it is. <laughs> and uh, you can use those if you're just going to publish as an ebook, and that works, but either way, you need to have some kind of identifying number with your book. Um, and so when you do publish, there are different ways of publishing. And you can publish, publish really just means it's available to other people. That's all it means. It's published, it's out there, it's available. So it can go on a website, and that's a kind of publishing. Or you can just send it as an email and a Word document to some people, and that's a way of publishing. Or you can publish it through CreateSpace, or you can publish it through some of the other places where, where you can publish some of those print-on-demand services that you have out there. Or you can go with a, a well-known publisher and have them publish your book. And uh, there's different reasons to use each one of those. And if you're going with a well-known publisher, a lot of times there's a, there's a lengthy process that takes place where you submit your book to them and they, they say, yeah, I, I like your book, we'll publish it for you, or no, I don't like your book, we're not going to publish it, at least not right now, not without changes or whatever it is. And you can do a fair amount of back and forth with some of those folks. And that's the traditional way of publishing a book. And that has uh, oftentimes taken a long time. And you've heard stories of folks saying, yeah, they submitted their book to, you know, 20 different publishers before it was accepted. Um, that's the kind of thing that is more common with traditional publishing. But one of the advantages is they will get the book available. It'll be available in all the bookstores. They'll market it oftentimes for you. But then some of the disadvantages are is sometimes you can't get them to accept your book. Or sometimes um, they claim ownership over the content. It depends on the agreement with the publisher. And then the other option is to self-publish. And there's a lot of options out there as well for doing that. And you can publish as a print book or as an ebook. And uh, when you did our book, it's done through Create Space. And uh, it's, it's not a lot less hand-holding. There's not a lot of help from people unless you pay somebody to help you to go through that process. And so a lot of it is on you to get set up and to get working and to get all the details right and all of that. And they'll have requirements for what the cover is supposed to look like. And then you have to make sure it's set up and it's the right 
dimensions and, and all of that. And it's all on you to get working, but it's also really, really inexpensive. And there's no one there to say, no, we won't publish this book. You can just go, yep, I like my book. I'm publishing it. When you do publish on your own uh, through CreateSpace, there is an option to declare your own company as the publisher. And uh, you can do that as a way of self-publishing. There's some advantages to that, which I won't get into too much today here. Um, or you can just say CreateSpace is the publisher you're going through and do that. Uh, either way, however you want to do that. If you do an ebook, as I mentioned earlier, and if you're going, if you know for sure you want it to be an ebook, it might make sense to write the ebook as an ebook first and get all the formatting in the ebook first. Uh, different ebook platforms have slightly different formatting in there and formatting rules and things that are possible and things that are not possible for the way that you can format pages and what fonts are available and all of that. And a lot of times it might be more restrictive than what you can do in print. And so it might be good to start with that and to go through that whole process and get it available as an ebook first. And even if you do that, you probably would still want your in-print book to still have different kinds of styles and formattings in there because the page is different. It feels different. Um, and then one way to do that when you write your book is to use something called styles inside the editor where you say, this is my normal paragraph style and this is my front page our chapter first page style and this is my style for tables and this is my style for pictures and then when you go to in print to publish it as a print book then you can modify the styles for that purpose and have it be different without having to go through and modify all of the text by hand which is a great great help and so that's that's a good way to go possibly um, if you still do in print first which is what we did then then going to ebook can still be a process um, that you would go through and reformat what you have so it looks right as an ebook. Just because it looks good on paper doesn't mean it looks good as an ebook. And the way people interact with an ebook is different. Um, and it's good to have different ways for it to look in there. So that's, that's kind of a lot of the process of writing a book. Um, there's a lot to it, there's a lot of details I have not really touched on a lot. And as you go to write your book, um, it is good to look online and to see, you know, what are different options for paper weight and paper color and all of those things. And just look as you go through what are some of the questions you have and look around and see what's possible or possibly have somebody come alongside and help you with that whole process. Someone who's been through before. Um, and then once your book is published, it's great to have a book release party. Those are fun <laughs> and you can invite all your friends over and they can come and you can have your book available and it's first in print. It's all really exciting and you can sign books and maybe even do some readings from the book and have some snacks and have people visit. And it's a, it's a lot of fun to have a book release party and it's a good way to have your first books available and to get some sold to help pay for the initial costs that you've had as well. And uh, at this point, one of the questions I had, and it took me quite a while to figure this out because I was looking online, when you sign your book, what kind of pen do you want to use? And I'm looking at it going in, you know, trying it out, you know, just a ballpoint pen. I'm like, oh, that doesn't look quite right. That's kind of not, it's too thin. It doesn't quite have this bold look that I want when I sign my book. And so I looked and people were saying, if you have the wrong kind of pen, it can bleed through the page. And then you get this kind of this hole or this, you know, 
bleed through or tear through on the page where that eats through the paper and found out that you can just use a Sharpie. <laughs> so that works out really good uh, just to use a Sharpie. And then at your book release party, be prepared to sell books and to you know take payments and have that all set up and have a venue for people to come to. And uh, it can be a lot of fun and you can have your book available and people can can have it right away. It's pretty cool. And as you've been listening to this and if you have your book on the back burner and you're just waiting around for it to get done and you feel like it's time, it's time to get that book completed and you would like some support around that, I'd be happy to help. You can send me an email Send it to john at simplygreatlives.com. In the subject line, say, put in book help. And then uh, I'll get back to you and we can talk about what kind of help that you want and what makes sense for you uh, to get help on your book. And uh, we'll get that out there and I'll help support get that done for you. So those are a lot of the steps for getting your book completed. Uh, Thanks for listening today. You've been listening to the Impact Hour. (laughs) 